0: wellnesscouch.com streaming wellness into your lives
1: this is that paleo show with your hosts Stephanie Wozelik, Dr. Jana James and Dr. Brett Hill
2: Welcome to That Paleo Show, making the paleo lifestyle easy and accessible for everyone. I'm Stephanie Wozlick. I'm Dr. Yana James. And I'm
0: Dr. Brett Hill.
2: And this week we have a fun episode because we're talking about desserts. <laughs> <laughs> so in the paleo world, this is going to mean uh, different things to all three of us, but I just thought I'd start by saying, you know, pre-paleo. I was never a dessert person because quite frankly, after my meals, I always felt so sick and bloated and I always thought I was just full, but whatever. Um, And, you know, I used to be the one who either took dessert home or saved it for the next morning or, you know, had to, had to turn it down because I was usually curled up on the couch, digesting my dinner. Um, So, so when I went paleo, desserts kind of became a new thing for me I guess in a sense so that's what we're going to talk about today
0: yeah Yeah. nice and I think it's important for us to distinguish what we're talking about here like when we're talking about paleo desserts because I find sometimes paleo can be a word a little bit like organic you know people sort of go out there and go, oh, yeah, but it was organic pizza or it was like organic, you know, whatever it is, organic, you know. And so people think that because it's organic, it means it's healthy, right? And it's just not true, right? If I have an organic hamburger or an organic junk food, whatever it happens to be, then it's still not good for me. Like, it's probably better for me than the non-organic version, but it's not good for me. It's not like a health food, right?
1: Yeah, I'm not signing up for organic arsenic things.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and so paleo can kind of be the same. Like, so it's really important we sort of lay down the ground and it was right from the start and say do you know what, just because it's paleo doesn't necessarily mean that it's healthy for you or, or certainly that just because it's paleo doesn't mean that it's healthy for you to eat it all the time right mm-hmm. like you know i mean honey is paleo right but we're not going to suggest that you eat honey for 100 percent of your substance right? that yeah. just, that's yeah. just not a smart thing to do that's not good that can actually be you would be eating paleo but actually really unhealthy if that's all you were doing I guess. I don't know. I could be wrong, actually. I don't know. But I reckon you would be. So so it's really important that we understand that, yeah, we're going to talk about some paleo desserts here, um, but these have to form part of a really healthy diet and just one part of the diet. And you still need to have, you know, the paleo diet, whilst it's not a, you know, as we said before, it's a framework, not a diet. But we know that you need that variety within that if you want to get the benefits.
2: Yeah, and we've talked before about different levels of carbohydrate within paleo as well. So this is going to play into that. So obviously some desserts are going to be lower carbohydrates, some are going to be medium, some are going to be high. And depending on how you've decided to do paleo will determine which of our dessert suggestions today you choose to follow, if any of them.
1: Yeah, and so we're, we were talking just before we started recording and I was saying you know, this this is probably going to be a bit of a touchy subject for me because um, I'm still learning to get over a, a sugar issue that I've had and so to look at paleo desserts I know that that's what's tripped me up in the past and why I feel like I've taken some steps back in my journey even though so many other things that I'm doing in my life are so much more healthy and and um, beneficial to me um, the sugar stuff is still something I'm struggling with, and so for me, a lot of the desserts we're going to talk about today would be a no-go list. Even though for someone who's a lot more metabolically um, balanced, would be totally fine. Um, so I apologise if I get a bit emotional or a bit stuck up. Uh, stuck up, caught uh, up in emotion. Um, I am PMSing as well, so it makes it lots of fun. That's great. <laughs> yeah.
2: But the other thing that I think is really interesting is that when you went paleo, you were eating. "Quote unquote paleo foods," but that wasn't really that helpful for you in the beginning, right? Or
1: no, you went low carb. Um, I was doing low carb. Free. I was doing free. gluten free to begin with. Then I went low carb. Then paleo. And when I. When I was doing low carb, I had great success with my body shape, and then I went paleo and had a lot more success with my energy. But started having paleo desserts, and my body shape regressed a little bit. So that's probably why I'm a little bit touchy about it. I have lots of body image stuff going on (laughs) that I'm processing and working on as well. So
0: yeah, and I think that's a good point because people tend to think about paleo as being like a low carb diet, right? And and really, in relation to like the standard diet, right? It is a low carb diet. Yeah, but paleo I don't think Mm -hmm. is defined as a low carb diet, like there's a range of different like you can do low carb paleo and you can really cut out a lot of these things that we're going to talk about today and and for some people and i know for you Yana, this works really well that's what works best for you yeah um I would consider myself probably like a moderate carb paleo like I don't eat a lot of carbs like compared to the average diet you know I'm way lower uh, but compared to Yana I know I eat a lot more carbs than you do um, and it works for me and that's okay so it's, it's that thing of I guess you know we're going to give you some tips and some ideas as we go through this episode we might even give you a few recipes and a few things you can do and you've just got to figure out what of those works for you and really that, at the end of the day that's all that matters is what works for you and figuring out how you're going to measure that and judge it I guess is the important thing too.
1: Yeah, and I think what I've found is, like, I know that the lower carb works well for me, and I'm still finding ways to implement that and make it sustainable change, which is, you know, that's what I think we all talk about, is making sustainable changes, and the changes I made when I, you know, was really happy with my body shape we're not sustainable so it's a matter of finding ways back to that that I'm going to be able to maintain for a lifetime you have to come in for some more wellness coaching I do Steph yeah and, yeah.
0: and you know obviously I always talk about this because it's kind of like what my book's about <laughs> it's all about <laughs> taking it one bite at a time and so and and we all acknowledge that we're still on that journey too and I think that's really important for people to understand is that mm-hmm. we're not you know perhaps where we would ideally like to be and, and probably where we would ideally like to be is going to change over time as well yeah. and so this is a journey for all of us and we're all still figuring out, okay, well, which bits can I do? Which bits can't I do? What works for me? Um, and I think the more you learn and the more you experiment with that, the more you grow, um, then the more realizations you make and the more subtle changes you make. And, and it's just a continuing, ongoing process.
2: Yeah. And I guess maybe the last thing I want to talk about before we get into the dessert part is just that all the foods we're talking about today are going to be unprocessed foods. Like we're these are all homemade desserts. Absolutely. We're not buying packet desserts. We're not... Um, <laughs> you know, oh, and that's already oh, better sorry. for you. Let's <laughs> yeah. say about cakes in a box. I haven't thought about those for ages. They're pretty <laughs> revolting. Anyway, go on, stitch, Sorry. Well, no, that was basically it. So <laughs> these are all homemade in, in our own kitchens or each other's kitchens. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And it's and it's all about the ingredients you get as well, isn't it? Are like we talking about like good, clean, you know, organic, as natural as possible ingredients? So, you know, there's... You know, we talk about honey, right? There's honey and there's honey, Yeah. There's like the completely sort of processed, refined honey you can get that doesn't even really have a taste. You know that stuff you get in the supermarket and you're like, that doesn't even taste like honey. And then there's like the real honey where you're like, whoa, that's just blowing my head off. Um... (laughs) And, and it's a completely different taste. It's a completely different flavour. It's a completely different texture. And the cool thing about that is often it means you need a lot less of it too.
1: Yeah, definitely. And look, my brother pointed this one out to me. Um, and I don't think it happens as much in Australia, but definitely in Canada. They um, have when he was living there they found that a lot of the honeys on the shelf in the supermarket had they had originally started with honey but shipped it across to china where china then cut it with glucose syrup and then sent it back and so it was like 50 50 glucose oh. syrup and honey which is probably why there's some that don't have much flavor that's so i just get beautiful organic fresh raw honeycomb from the showground farmers markets which i love that's probably because Canadians eat maple syrup instead that's true (laughs)
2: yes but that's right but my parents this year tapped their maple trees in their backyard and boiled down the maple syrup over a campfire and now they've got their own maple syrup so
0: so my like jar of that's on its way right
2: (laughs) (laughs) i don't think anyone's getting any of that the amount of work it takes it takes something like 10 liters i think of of what comes out of the tree boiled down to make one liter wow my parents are going to be listening all a whole yard Wow. I don't I I don't know all the details. They'll they'll <laughs> correct me after this, I'm sure. But um but that brings us to what is exactly a paleo sweetener. So, we just mentioned honey and maple syrup, and I think the reason that those are paleo is because they can be quite unprocessed whole foods. Mm-hmm. You can you know exactly where they came from mm-hmm. and how they're used, which is I guess why other sugars um and artificial sweeteners and whatever They're not whole foods, you don't know where they came from and they're quite processed.
0: Yeah. yeah, and I guess this is where it comes down to, like, what is paleo and looking at the ratios as well, right? Because we obviously understand that, you know, your average hunter-gatherer probably wasn't coming across honey a lot. Like, let's face it, honey isn't going to be all that enjoyable to try and get. <laughs> that's that's a bit of a challenge. And obviously, there's techniques and ways they would have done that with smoke and sticks and fire and whatever they use. But that's quite hard work, right? You know, that's not something that you're going to be doing every single day, right? It's not something you're doing all that often at all. So, you know, so then you look at that from a paleo perspective and think, well, maybe honey is great, but it probably wasn't something we were having all the time, and I think even for us, I think for most paleo people they're probably having honey a lot more than perhaps we were designed to and we evolved to um, and so I know that's I'm sure that that's the case for me as well so um, so it's important but, but like I said if you are going to use something I think you know honey, maple syrup like the, the natural the more natural the better the less processed the better the more pure the better preferably without that sugar added in is probably a good idea yeah. and um, you know I think it's definitely a better way to go and a more paleo way to go yeah
2: yeah so I'm I'm not really that familiar with other sweeteners that aren't honey and maple syrup. <laughs> Quite frankly, I've never gotten into any of the stevia,
1: agave, Xyl- What are the other xylitol? xylitol. Um, there is coconut sugar at the moment, which is getting a big, you know, wrap up. It's the mm. dehydrated coconut yeah. nut water syrup, or something like that. Um, there are so many out there, but the stevia and the xylitol and agave syrup, they're sort of touted as being healthy alternatives to sugar and that you should be having those. They're really not. They're highly processed. Your body doesn't recognize, especially the xylitol, mm. um, which is why it doesn't have a blood sugar effect because your body doesn't friggin' know what it is. So it goes to your liver and, and gets broken down, which is quite, you know, can be quite a toxic process. So um, they're, they're not a good uh, replacement. Go for the honey or the maple syrup, or alternatively fruit.
0: Yeah, and I think those things just don't make sense to any of us, do they? Because they're just not natural. Like we talk about processed foods, we talk about keeping everything as you know natural and unprocessed as possible. Well. They're, just, they're really processed. They're, they're, yeah. they're so far from what they originally were in most cases that, that you sort of think, well, that just doesn't make sense to me from my sort of paleo perspective. It's, it's just about keeping it simple.
1: Well, stevia is a herb, so I do know mm. people that use fresh stevia leaves as a sweetener mm. in their herbal teas, um, and that's probably the closest you could get, but I think that's a really fine line with stevia when it becomes quite bitter to taste versus mm. when it's sweet as well. So Yeah,
0: um, and once still... again, that would make a lot more sense, you know, yeah. having something from a leaf from a plant that you've grown makes so much more sense than xylitol it's just the name of it it sounds like a drug from the
1: the center of corn or um, beech trees
0: yeah i can't i can't hear it without thinking tylenol i don't know why (laughs) it's just that name and i just
2: just don't really like to go to the store that often and i don't think you can get xylitol from the farmer's market (laughs) so Um, but let's go to the other end of the spectrum then so let's say we're not using maple syrup or honey you can also a lot of recipes might call for bananas or dates Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or other types of literally whole foods that you put into a recipe now personally i do see those as the best option because they're you're 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 getting the entire food you're getting Mm -hmm. all of the fiber and the vitamins and everything that's supposed to be in there
1: yeah yeah i would put dried fruit on the same level as honey personally Mm -hmm. um i think they're pretty much equal if you if we're talking like raw honey that's
0: fresh Anyway, yeah, and, and that makes sense. I think there's, there's certainly a difference between dried fruit and fruit in terms of Definitely. the content in there, right? Like the sugar content is a massive difference. So mm-hmm. um, that makes sense that you might use dried fruit more sparingly than you use fruit, and you probably use fruit more sparingly than you'd use, say, vegetables, right? Because mm-hmm. we know Absolutely. that you can also use vegetables sometimes if you want to, you know, you can use beetroot, for example, to sweeten, you know, a drink yeah. or whatever you're making, or even a cake that you're making. So, um, you know, there's, there's different levels again, even within the fruits and vegetables of, of what. What you want and you know one thing i think that's really important for people to understand is that as you start going through this process as you start changing your diet as you become more and more paleo and you've been doing it for longer and longer your tastes change massively as Absolutely. well like so much i was just talking to someone the other day about how i used to have for breakfast i used to have three wheat bix every morning which is like i don't know what you call those in canada like shredded wheat like, like- shredded wheat I used to have three of those every morning, and I used to cake sugar on top of them. Like, like the sugar ended up being several millimeters thick at least, <laughs> and it would be covering the whole thing. And that was just normal for me. That was just breakfast. Yeah. Like, I would feel ill eating that now. I, I couldn't eat one bite of that. That would actually make me feel sick. Just that sweetness. I mean, even now I'll have like a cup of tea that someone's made, and they've just put like half a teaspoon of sugar in it. And I pick up the wrong one and have a sip, and I'm just like. Oh, that's gross. So it's really important for people to understand that your tastes do change and I would never have thought ten years ago that my tastes would be like they are now, that I could, you know, crave a piece of fruit or some vegetables or, you know, whatever. Yeah. The way I used to crave sugars and sweets and lollies and chocolate and anything you name it just about so it's important for people to understand that they might listen to some of the stuff we're saying today and go that's just not for me like that just doesn't sound nice that doesn't sound sweet that doesn't sound enjoyable i wouldn't enjoy that as a dessert i wouldn't feel happy or whatever But that's okay and just listen in and you may find that as you go along that that might change too
1: yeah it's certainly the the case good old facebook um we posted my uh chocolate avocado mousse recipe to facebook at one point and I was being, you know, a bit self-involved and Facebook stalkerish and went and saw who'd shared it to their wall and was reading the comments, you know, getting some feedback on my recipe. And someone had shared it and someone else had shared it from there. And the comments underneath this person uh, after, uh, after that share were just absolutely ripping into me like, nope, made it, my husband thought it was crap, you know, my kids wouldn't touch it, it was just disgusting, don't know who thought that would even be nice as a dessert. Yeah like the previous ones clearly people were happy oh. with it and thought it was great my kids thought um, it was like
0: the best dessert ever they uh, just ended up sticking their head in the bowl just about
1: yeah. well after thing. our events
2: the three of us are sitting there <laughs> licking the bowl with our fingers we don't even use the fruit to dip it anymore uh, that's but right. but why don't we get in so i i wanted to kind of start with some more guilt free maybe that's the wrong word indulgences so again if you're going you know, if you're even not eating fruit because of the the metabolic issues. Exactly issues, then maybe these aren't guilt free for you. But if you're in maybe more Brett's in my realm <laughs> yeah. Personally I find these guilt free. So Yano, I know you've shared the <laughs> chocolate avocado mousse before, but why don't you share that now?
1: Oh, okay. So my chocolate avocado mousse and I've actually changed it recently, so I don't add any um uh, honey or maple syrup or anything but it's um, one to one and a half avocados uh, ooh, it depends on your quality of raw cacao but I think with our high quality raw cacao it's about a, a quarter of a cup of raw cacao but and see look I, I cook by taste and by appearance and, and not by quantities um, so avocado uh, banana, raw cacao some cinnamon uh, what else? Depends on what fruit I've got on hand. Sometimes persimmons are really nice in there. Um, and then basically just blend it all up until it's a mousse. So the avocado gives that real um, creamy, moussy texture, which is awesome. Then you can just use some fruit to um, dip into it. That's the way I prefer it. My husband just or your eats finger. it as, it's, yeah. as it is. On <laughs> and
0: the, r- the riper the avocado, the better. Like if you got an avocado that's a bit hard, it's yeah, like not, not that nice so great. and creamy. And in fact, that the, uh,
1: Yeah, the, <laughs> the um, avocados that have the really flat flesh tend to be better as well because they've got a slightly less of a strong flavor whereas the house mm. avocados the ones that are quite dark and warty they tend go. to be a bit more intense on their flavor
0: i was doing that too yeah okay. i right, just take some notes here <laughs> yeah. but yeah. you know sometimes it just can be really simple though like mm-hmm. very often for me it's like in the evenings i've had my meal i'm sitting down i might be having a cup of tea and i think Do you know what i'm just gonna have a piece of fruit like, yeah, you know, I would never have thought of that as dessert previously, and I know there's people listening here going, "That's not dessert," <laughs> but that's it. Like, I'll just have some nuts or some fruit or some fruit and nuts. Um, And, you know, very often for me, it's just as simple as that. And I'll tell you what, it's a hell of a lot easier too. Yeah,
1: Yeah. strawberries are a great dessert. Mm. I'll add this one in. Um, Strawberries and pepper. That's like a weird combination, Mm. but it's really good.
0: Yeah, (laughs) And and blueberries, obviously. Yeah, I love
1: blueberries. Gosh, gosh,
0: I wish I lived in Canada for blueberries.
1: It's expensive
0: in Australia. Um, Raspberries. But in terms of, like, desserts you would, like, cook up and prepare, like a couple of my favorites, one of my favorites that I do a lot is just baked apples. It's the easiest thing in the world. And so you, all you literally do is just core out the apple, chuck it into the middle, some nuts. You can add in some fruit. Often I'll do dried fruit. I know Yana probably wouldn't do that. Um, sometimes I'll even put in a little bit of honey or a little bit of maple syrup. And you just wrap it up, bake it in the oven for like, I don't know how long. I have to check it all the time because I have no idea how to or cook stuff Or the campfire. Stuff or the campfire, which is my favorite thing to do. And that used to take about 20 minutes last time I did that with the kids in the campfire, wrapped in our file. And those are delicious. They are so good and so easy. Um, and you can put coconut milk on the top afterwards as well, and that's even nice. better. It's really <laughs> good.
1: Speaking of coconut milk, this is more of a summer dessert, but frozen berries, whether it's for, you mm. know fresh strawberries that you've gotten and frozen, or mm-hmm. black, uh, Brett does his blackberries from his backyard, frozen berries, coconut milk, stick blender, done, awesome. It's like a, a creamy sorbet. It's yeah. really, and, really good. And
0: if you do the same thing without the milk, then it's like this like icy eats, sorbet too and that's too. really good as well yeah. so you can do that one either way yeah,
1: yeah. or you can do the
2: same thing <laughs> and put it into those popsicle molds yeah the, what do you guys call them ice blocks yeah yeah ice blocks anyways <laughs> <laughs> i make an igloo out of an ice block so <laughs> anyways <laughs> Um, So you can make them into little popsicles as well so those can
0: stay in the freezer. Have you ever made an igloo?
2: I've made a snow fort.
1: The ice, that's so cool. cool. Another one um, that I like doing as well is melting some coconut oil and just mixing that through some nuts like pecans um uh, cashews macadamias you're laughing the way i said
2: no i'm laughing at my experience with this right okay (laughs) oh
1: right okay um i was like just a a nice mix of nuts with some a bit of salt and like a tiny bit of honey mix that through and then lay it out on a a tray and stick it in the freezer and then chop that up that's really good too Mm -hmm. you get some good healthy fats yeah
2: see when i did that i mixed the coconut oil with frozen fruit that's tried to do it with a stick blender and then it just totally solidified and had to leave it overnight to thaw That's
0: right. (laughs) Um, yeah so the other one that i absolutely love is like a paleo pie like a fruit pie and we do this a lot at home with like blackberries and it's absolutely delicious and i know steph's got a good recipe for this
2: well it's not really my recipe i use the make it paleo pie crust
0: nice
2: I, i just use kind of whatever nuts i want i don't put any sweetener in it um and just bake it in the oven.
0: Yeah, so good.
2: And then yeah, just I simmer simmer some fruit on the stove, and I usually pick one tart fruit and one sweet fruit. So um, I used persimmons and apples last time. I might do peaches or something like that when they're in season. Something like that, and you can simmer them to whatever. Um, level of goo yeah level of, of goo that you want so you can keep them fairly al dente what is it called with fruit can it be al dente know. when it's not pasta <laughs> anyways so you just kind of simmer it as much as you like yeah, yeah
0: and the more you simmer it down i guess the sweeter it's going to be yeah. too like the more you're condensing that sweetness so i guess that if you leave it less it's probably going to be less sugary than if you cook it more
2: and my grandma's recipe um for blueberry pie and there are variations to this but you only actually simmer part of the fruit so if you're making Mm, blueberries just simmer like a quarter of it and Mm, then toss it all with the fresh blueberries and then
0: put it into your pie and so do you find that your pie crust like stays together when you slice it because i've had a problem with that whenever i've done the paleo one like it tastes amazing but i can never make it stay in slices do you care because no. I don't. I didn't.
2: <laughs> okay, so so this is my other recipe that I absolutely love is crumble. So nice. yeah. <laughs> that's what I was da- <laughs> Yeah, so what you do is you just put all your fruit, a little bit of maybe a little bit of water, depending on how watery your fruit is, and some cinnamon and maybe some lemon juice, depending again on your fruit cover the top with like a crushed nut mixture mm-hmm. uh, and put it in the oven and bake it till your fruits whatever consistency you want and there's your crumble
0: no nice. so
2: that's a practical me... paleo recipe yeah the practical paleo nice. yes yeah. i think the base
1: crumbling issue is um best
0: o- results <laughs> no
1: no <laughs> I think it comes down to... When I I do it, I tend to put a lot of oil in through Mm. there to help bind it. But I think the thing that tends to bind most crust is actually sugar. Yeah. So I know like you made those amazing gingerbread cookies that had that quite sticky texture that were held together because they had some... what did you have in there? Maple syrup. What did I use? I might have actually used the coconut sugar. Yeah. And so they had, that they were better bound, and I think it comes down to the sugar, coconut yeah. sort or of mm. caramel. But
2: those also had the mm. nut butter, the nut butter in them, which can also
1: nut help with
0: the gooiness. Yeah. But yeah. seriously, it tastes so damn good. You will you not just care, care, and no one's gonna care. So
2: yeah. yeah. But again, good. the pie crust, right? If you're not putting any sugar in it, and you're just having it with fruit. I, I honestly don't consider that a, no, a I, problem. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, agree, If you're yeah. going to have a slice of pie, oh, yeah. instead of having an apple after dinner, have it in an apple pie. Like, yeah. Exactly. I'm so, good
1: point. I'm so going to go make one of those And now.
0: so um, <laughs> one of the other ones I like to do when I'm just sort of feeling a bit lazy is just a paleo milkshake. Right. And nice. so we've pretty much always got almond milk at home because we just make that up all the time and, and just have it there sitting in there in the fridge. And so all I'll do then is I'll get the almond milk or make the almond milk if I don't have any. That goes onto the blender. Um, into that, we'll usually just chuck like some raw cacao. I might put whatever fruit I've got there. So it might be like bananas. It might be strawberries. I'll often put an egg into it. I know some other people will find that gross. I know Stephanie's cringing as I speak. Nah. But I'll <laughs> often put an egg into there. Um, And then sometimes I'll put a little bit of honey, a little bit of maple syrup, I might put some dates into it, like just literally whatever's going and just blend that up. Um, and that's a great way that's like a that feels like a real treat I don't know why but like you feel like a little kid with your little milkshake
2: yeah. just to clarify he's not putting all of those things in it
0: <laughs> yeah sometimes
2: really?
1: nah, okay. oh alright <laughs> that <laughs> might not a, be a sometimes what, food whatever's then.
0: there I'm just like oh yeah chuck some of that in chuck some of that in but seriously, probably not
1: dates and honey and maple syrup no yeah, I wouldn't that's have, I I would,
0: I'd have one of those three I, and <laughs> sometimes I'll put um, coconut oil in there as well so right. I just sort of mix mm-hmm. it up but I do I, I'm always conscious whenever I'm putting this sort of stuff together like i think okay what's gonna be my fat what's gonna be the protein what's gonna be the sugar like i i try and balance those out as well so i i do make sure i'm really conscious of not putting heaps of sugar that's not balanced out with fats and proteins as well
2: yeah yeah fair enough another really good thing to do and i know i take these hiking or something like that as well is a fruit and nut ball Mm. and again this is not a recipe i just chuck things into the blender so (laughs) i put i usually put Oh, I don't even know what the ratio is. I don't think it's 50-50. I think there's usually more nuts than fruit. But just chuck in some dried fruit and then some nuts and maybe some coconut shred, shredded coconut or something like that, and then some oil, like coconut oil maybe. Um, blend that until it makes a sticky, sticky texture, and then you can roll them into balls or bars or whatever you want.
0: Yeah. We do this. This is like our go-to thing for the kids. We do these as bars, and we make them up every weekend. And we do do 50-50, so it's like dried fruit and nuts. And But then often we will add into that, like you said, we'll add in coconut flakes. Sometimes we'll add in some cacao. Sometimes we'll like just mix it up, play around with it a little bit. And kind of different fruit and different nuts every week. Um, and yeah, we get it into that stickiness. And what we've found is then we actually then roll it out flat between two sheets of baking pad paper. So it's about like, a, I'm, I'm doing it with my finger, That's really about helpful. A about a half an inch thick. Yeah. And, then, um, and so then we roll it out between the baking paper. And then we put it actually into the oven just for about five minutes minutes each side and what we find is that then just seals the outside edge of it just a little bit so they can go into lunch boxes and stuff without yeah. smushing all over everything because mm. kids lunch bags end up just everywhere so that just it doesn't cook it but it just seals it enough so that it can be relatively clean and stay together a little bit in their lunch boxes
2: yeah and the that, other thing you can do is after you've blended it up then you can add in your like little nuts and seeds and stuff so then you can put in mm. some sunflower seeds and yeah or maybe some, some dried, dried blueberries texture. or whatever yeah so it's not just all one consistency you can actually get some nice big
0: chunks in there too so i've never done that i feel bad now my poor kids i'm gonna do that now
2: (laughs) yeah well that's what we do so i mix up like usually use some sort of like almond mixture you know like some crushed almonds and then um and then your dried fruit mix that
0: together
1: but then add the nice big chunky bits at the end sesame
0: seeds on top would be awesome Mm. So
1: I have one other thing that I um, tend to get slash use. um, And that is just coconut. I'm going to do it again, guys. It's coconut. Um, (laughs) Coconut flakes. So not the desiccated coconut small bits. It's actually stuff... This is going to sound really gross. It looks like it's about the size of your fingernail or like a long fingernail, like that really wide ribbon-sized shape. Yeah. Yeah. So stop thinking about fingernails and go back to the coconut. See, I always thought of them like wood shavings. Oh, that's a much better way of explaining it. I've been watching too much Dexter, obviously. (laughs) Um, So yeah, wood shaving coconut flakes, really good. You can have that raw or stick it in the oven for five minutes just so it gets a bit more crunchy. And that is actually a really good alternative um, to chips, one of my girlfriends being using that instead of having um, chips because it gives you that sort of crunch. And uh, oh, it's just so yum. You can go savoury or, fl- or are sweet with that. Fingernails are
0: so paleo though. <laughs> <laughs> like that's all good. So, yeah, um, and, and on that, the chips. Like that's the other thing that we'll often yeah. have as a, like you don't necessarily think of that as dessert, but it's like something we eat after dinner yeah. uh, because it's something that's really yummy. And so you can make, Chips out of dehydrated um, beetroot. You can make them out of dehydrated sweet potato, whatever you want. Just parsnips nice thin. Are my parsnips are really good. I love kale chips. Kale that's chips. Weird. So you can just dehydrate it. You can put a little bit of oil on it, a little bit of salt on it, dry it out, and they're absolutely delicious. You feel like you're having the most like naughty snack, and they're great. So that's a really cool thing you can do. Oh,
1: speaking of feeling like you're having naughty snacks, your sweet uh, not sweet, your berry kombucha. Yeah. That's oh my good, god, oh,
0: Yeah, so amazing. Yeah, yeah. So anyway. I haven't had this for dessert yet, but I might soon. So, <laughs> so this, is, uh, yeah, this is the kombucha. If you haven't listened to the episode with Steve where he told everyone how to make kombucha, then you have to check that out. Uh, but I've been experimenting with doing it with all different sorts of tea now. So I've done it with rooibos tea, I've done it with green tea. I've now done it with a berry tea. And so you have to have a look. There's, there's, You can find on the internet if you Google like which teas are okay to use for kombucha and which ones aren't. But essentially, you don't want to have teas that have antibacterial properties for obvious reasons. So like peppermint. So like stuff. peppermint, eucalyptus, those sort of things. Um, you don't want to have uh, oily teas. So Sorry. peppermint falls into that category as so well. So does earl grey. So does so earl like grey. So there's quite a few of them actually that sort of get ruled out by that, unfortunately. But there's a whole list of others you can. But the berry works beautifully. And so you can make a berry tea Um, and it tastes it kind of tastes like it's sweet, but it's not, if that makes mm. sense. It's, I think it's the berry taste kind of tricks you because your body's so used to getting sweetness from the berry that you go, oh, this is sweet.
2: It's like my cream soda days coming back.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it kind of tastes like you're drinking an Alco-Pop, like one of those, <laughs> you know, one of those berry alcoholic drinks. It just tastes like you taste one of those, but it's really cool. So you could do that for dessert too. Mm. Um, the other one that I don't know you do, Jana, is you do that one that you do with kind of the solidified coconut oil with mm. different berries and stuff. Do you want to talk about that?
2: Oh, that's um, the one I tried to make that I yeah. messed it
1: up. Yeah, yeah. So I are you talking about the blended one?
0: I can't remember. thought yeah. it was like solid chunks of coconut oh, yeah, oil yeah,
1: yeah. with fruit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so that <laughs> um, coconut oil blended with fresh berries and then frozen. So I I put it in um, like a. a, a A mold, like a A, colour. Yeah, I just put it in an ice tray. That's what I was trying to come up Mm -hmm. with the, the word of. An ice tray, and then I had too much left over, so I put it into some muffin trays and then stuck it in the freezer. The reason I was doing that is because I wanted to increase my intake of coconut oil. That was such a good way to do it. So was like good. strawberries and coconut oil. Yum. Yes,
2: yeah, yeah. so that's a really good one. Kids love it too. So. So look, guys, we don't have much more time to go through more dessert yeah. suggestions, <laughs> but I'm sure we're gonna continue this episode after we
1: uh, <laughs> after, we, after we hang up. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but um, one strategy we talked about just before this is we know that you can't control what you eat all the time, and we know that you know when you go out to a friend's house or dinner or whatever it's easy when you're cooking at home but when you go to someone's house for dinner they are never gonna say no to you taking your own dessert Mm. and not your own dessert I mean taking (laughs) a dessert that you can share share. worst case scenario you guys have two desserts at your party and Mm. that's pretty damn good too so definitely always feel free to to take control of that little part of your um, social experience or Do whatever you want to do, really. (laughs) You're not over here. We're just giving you options. (laughs) But that's just one idea that maybe some people need reminding of is that hosts always like it when you bring something. So maybe next time, instead of bringing a bottle of wine, you bring a nice little tray of desserts or something. I like it. That's good. So we know that you guys have a zillion other ideas out there. And we didn't even get into our actual naughty Uh, paleo desserts today so please post any ideas that you have about paleo desserts we'd love to hear them i'm sure the rest of our listeners would love to see them as well but until next week check us out on facebook share your story and help to grow the paleo tribe worldwide